It's exactly five past one. Good afternoon. Dumelang Tobela. Vannakam Saubona Namaste and Assalamu Alaikum. Yepudi Yerkaringo in a ke. That's Tamil for how are you today? And you can reply in Isikosa, Dipilile Nam, and Kosi. Well, eager to get into this afternoon? Well, I've got good news and bad news. The bad news is that EFF leader Julius Malema was not available for the interview this afternoon. As seen in the media, he has been engaged in uh, the land hearings in Limpopo, the province from which he hails. So, EFF National Communications Manager Siko Tilishe has directed Newsbreak to a press statement on the EFF website. We will let you know what the statement reads a little later in the program. Also, the EFF has just celebrated their fifth anniversary. That's just five years that the party is in existence and the third strongest party in South Africa. Now, social media has exploded, as usual it seems, with a frenzy of comments, some posting about how Indian people give charity that especially helps the blacks. Now ask yourself, are you not falling into the Malema trap by creating this us and them divide? Isn't charity supposed to be devoid of colour, race, creed? I mean, it's just one human being helping another. Yes, I'm not discounting the fact that people of South Africa do a lot for charity and social upliftment, but is there really a need to draw a distinction according to race? Talk to me about that. I want to hear what you have to say. You can call me in studio on 089-310-8789 or you can WhatsApp us on 071-613-7803. In studio, I have producers Tashlin Naidu and Hussein Ibrahim who are assisting and they will be taking your calls and helping with your WhatsApp messages as well. Now, the good news is we have on air today struggle veteran and former Constitutional Court Judge Zach Yakub who will be on the line with us. This is a Newsbreak exclusive as he chats to us about Malema's comments about him. Now, Malema had stated that, and I quote, majority means 51%. I started with 51%. Judge Yakub said 90%. He effectively said all of them. I don't say that, but I am the most vilified person. Malema was referring to uh, a talk where uh, Justice uh, uh, Zak Yakub was uh, involved in, and that was in April uh, 2018, which was earlier this year, and it's uh, noted that um, Justice Yakub had actually said uh, he was delivering the annual lecture organized by the Kharistan Civic Association, and uh, he reacted to the prison term handed down to racist Vicky Momberg, who used the K-word 48 times. Um, it's alleged, or in the article, Judge Yakub apparently said, many Indians are racist, just as I believe that many Africans are also racist. He had said, however, from my personal interaction within the community, I can state that at least 90% of Indians that I come across are racist. Well, what are your comments on that? I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. You can call me in studio on 089-310-8789. Now, in response to that, we had uh, some comment from Stephen Friedman who is an analyst and a columnist and uh, he is a, a research professor with the humanities faculty of the University of Johannesburg and he goes on to write when Julius Malema says most Indian South Africans are racist he is accused of smearing an entire community but his supporters point out that former constitutional court judge Zach Yakub said something very similar and no one complained Oh, he's actually wrong there. Lots of people complained. Now, when two people make the same point, but one is blamed while the other is not, surely that is a double standard? No, not necessarily. Two people can criticize the behavior of others in exactly the same way and yet mean something entirely different. Yakub is of Indian origin. He was criticizing the racial attitudes of the group into which he was born. So it seems likely that he was not encouraging people to dislike the group, but seeking to change its behavior. Someone born into another group, like Malema, could have a very different goal to persuade people that the group they are accusing is evil. Now, in both cases, the accuser is making a moral point, but in one, the goal is moral, to improve behavior. In the other, it is not, because the aim is to encourage people to label others. So I think the point here is that you just have to be a bit clever about what Mr. Malema is actually doing and uh, what he wants you to do when uh, he makes all those statements and those blanket statements when he goes out. 089 that's the number you can call us on in studio. And as I said earlier... 
We have tried to contact uh, the EFF. Mr. Malema was not available for this particular interview, but we have been directed uh, by the communications manager, the EFF National Communications Manager, and uh, she has directed me to a statement that is on the EFF website. We will bring you that comment uh, a little later. Well, we have uh, the man in question online right now, and that's uh, Justice Zaki Yaqub, who is a former Constitutional Court judge and uh, anti-apartheid activist and former justice of the Constitutional Court of South Africa. He was appointed to the bench in 1998 by Nelson Mandela. He briefly served as acting deputy chief justice during the long-term leave of Dikhang Moseneke. Uh, justice Yakub, welcome to Newsbreak Talk, and it's great to have you here with us this afternoon. Uh, thank you very much, Salma, and I hope you'll call me Zach. It makes it much easier and we'll get through more in the interview. Great, Zach. So now we want to know from your perspective, what's your response to comments made by Malema regarding the article that 90% of Indians are racist? Now, I still think that, that that's my assessment of the people I come across. That's my assessment of everybody I see. But you see, I was talking to an audience which was 95% Indian, 96%, 97%. And I always adopt the attitude which says we must look at ourselves first. People in glass houses must not throw stones at others. Exactly. To a degree, we are in our own community at a level. This radio station has a majority of Indian listeners. That degree of division, though regrettable, still exists. I was speaking to people who I knew, people who I liked, people who liked me, and it was in public, and I was saying that, in my view, 90% of us are racist. We don't look after our people properly. We don't look after African people properly. We regard them as second-class human beings. We regard them mainly as fit only to be domestic servants and so on. But I tell you in the background... And that background I filled in, which might be, which might be within your experience too, Salma. Although if it's not, you must tell me. Mm. The background is that if you go to India, the North uh, Indian people from Delhi think that because they are fairer skinned than uh, than the people in the South, that they are slightly cleverer than those people. In America, racism abounds. In Britain, racism abounds. In our country. Many of our people still, when their son brings home a fair bride, mm. they're very happy that a fair bride has, brought, has been brought in. Amongst the color-speaking people, I know many people who might have contact, the fair-skinned, straight-haired people think that they are a cut above the dark-skinned people who do not have straight hair. Even in the African sector, it's the same thing at one level or another. And the divide, the tribalism and the divide between Zulu and Tota-speaking people come from the same racist origin, which starts making people think, I am better than you. But then there's so also... my feeling is yeah. that although I <clears throat> would not criticize others, I'm happy to criticize my friends, I'm happy to criticize my own people, but my own understanding is that racism exists. Everywhere. And now that I'm speaking on this program, I mean, I hope somebody would phone in. Mm. You have no African person on it. But, you know, when I experience racism from African people, and I have mm. experienced racism from African people, I just get afraid and I shut up and I pretend that the racist comment had not been made. Because you don't want to antagonize anybody, mm. you put up with it and you leave it. And since 1994, when there have been many African people in power, powerful African people, I have seen them express racist tendencies and racist tendencies even to me. And much of it you can't explain because it's kind of a feeling of discomfort, mm. you know? Mm in a strange way. And the racism or religious difference goes further because even as a Muslim person sometimes, and that is, we know that very well, the anti-Palestine attitude and so on and mm. so on. Mm. Uh, and even in the Indian community, there is a divide between Muslims, 
people, Tamil-speaking people and Hindi-speaking people. There are all sorts of interesting conflicts. And, and even and when you bring it home... I about what I hear at weddings and so on, and I'm sure you... That's what I'm coming to, to, Zach. Even when yeah. you bring it home, I remember, you know, when, when, when people come to put word, when they ask yeah. for a girl's hand in marriage, they'll ask, Bab Dada Nigam. What's your, right. your father and your grandfather's uh, city that you came they from? from? Because they come from Qatar or something. Exactly. And that if you wonderful. But if you come from a small village like Batri, they say, no, man. Mm. No, no, this is, this is not proper and clean enough. So it's a very complicated topic mm. which we must face head on and talk to it quite carefully. I think that uh, Julius was wrong in fingering the minority Indian community. Mm. And the minority Indian community has their own fears, has their own troubles, has their own complications, and therefore just as I would handle racism amongst African people with great care and delicacy, I would like him to handle racism in the Indian community with great care and delicacy as well. We're going to stop you there because we do have a lot of callers coming through on the line, Justice uh, Yakub. Okay, Justice Yakub, we do have a lot more callers coming through on the line. So uh, we are going to come back to you. I have uh, Naren Ganesh on line one. Good afternoon, Naren. Good afternoon, ma'am. Good afternoon, Justice Yakub. Um, Hello. My first point that I am of serious, you know, have serious concern with is your statement that 90% or 95% of people that you come across who are considered Indian are racist. First of all, the, I mean, you don't have any empirical evidence to suggest that of the 1.4 million uh, South Africans that you've come across, 95% of them. Point number one. Point number two, and in law you'll understand this, that the Audi Alterum Partum rule applies. That means you've got to hear the other side. If you hear that 95%, and I constantly use this in inverted commas, of Indians are racist, have you heard the other side? You know, because the moment we uh, bring in race into the concept of South African discussion, we automatically allude to racism. You know, that is a fact. But if you believe that 95% of the Indians are racist. What about the other side? Have you heard their story? Now, you know, these statements that are made in public, especially by so-called leaders, and you being an acting chief justice will understand that it has a preponderance to uh, create impressions and perceptions that can be destructive in the end. The very fact that our constitution speaks to non-racialism, yet we entrench it by the media hype that we bring about. Now, while Malema was in part uh, responsible for bringing out the statement, you actually exacerbate the problem with no uh, sinister intention, but you've actually exacerbated the problem in terms of stating our people, my people, mm-hmm. that you would like to criticize my people. Okay, Mr. Ganesh. Okay, Mr. Ganesh, we're going to stop you there because we do have a lot more callers coming in. But we will put that uh, that argument to Justice Zak Yakub and, and find out his response there. Thank you very much for calling in, Naren Ganesh. Let's go to uh, line three. Hussein is telling me I have Mrs. Govinda on the line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you and to our guests. You know, uh, true as um, our guest uh, has uh, pointed out, racism is quite... Uh, actually, it's not racism discrimination against your caste, your uh, uh, your surname, uh, your religious beliefs, your cultural rituals, and even to uh, right up to the extent of what profession you are in. Mm. What we're missing out here as being a human being and what uh, kind of a behavior and character portray in, in being a person. The other other very, very important thing to me on a spiritual level, nobody should pick out on another human being, no matter what color, hair, skin. Thank you very much for your comment there, Mrs. Governor. But that's a utopian world, right? Let's let's put these comments to uh, Judge Zach Yakub. Judge Yakub, you've heard the two of our yes, comments. Yes, I've heard both. Uh, yeah. The response to the first one is I yeah. am on the other side. And therefore, I know the other side very well. And most of my really good friends who are Indian, and most of my really good friends who are African and colored and white, are all people on the other side. So 
I know the other side very well. I understand the other side. They are friends with me. We love each other. We struggle together. We do a great deal. So, of course, I know the other side is a wonderful other side. There are lots of wonderful people out there who fought against apartheid and so on and so on. So that's the first point, that I know the other side. The, 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 the second question was whether I... Whether, whether I, 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 I caused the trouble. <laughs> if I start the debate, it's yeah. mine. Because I really think that if Julius Malema spoke out his innermost thoughts only because I spoke out, then I am glad I spoke out. Mm. Because this debate is much better had talking to each other. There were many, many Indian people who spoke to me and who wrote to me to say how, by making the statement I did, I had, I will be the cause of the violence that African people are going to unleash. Now, was this in response Indian to Indian people in KwaZulu Natal? So that's the feedback you've been receiving over the last. That's week. the feedback I've been receiving from people in the Indian community. They say. If there's any trouble and if African people come violently to Indian people, I will be the cause because they will rely on my statement and they will say, so I say, no, I will not be. Mm. We'd better talk about it. Mm. And all I can do now is hope that I am not going to be. But there are, there are lots of people in the Indian community who feel very, very defensive about this. Mm. Lots of people in the Indian community also who don't like the truth to be spoken. Mm. And lots of people in the African community too, I must say, who, like Julius Malema, don't like the truth to be spoken about them. I prefer to speak what I conceive is the truth mm. to everybody. Okay. Judge Jacob, we're going to hold up. Okay. And uh, secondly, I agree with her. Uh, that there are lots of other discrimination things. It's not only racism. Yeah. The thing, though, is she's right if she emphasizes that it's all interrelated. You can't look at one thing separately from the other. Okay, we're going to put you on hold there, Judge Jakub, and we're going to cr- cross to you a little later. But first, I have two callers on the line. That's Louis Pillay. Good afternoon, Louis. Good afternoon to you, and, and Comrade Zach, good afternoon to you. I think we're going to talk about segregation and religious belief, integration, and nepotism. Now, nepotism is strong amongst our community, amongst our race. Mm. If, if you take nepotism, you look like people that owning a shop, they will only em- employ certain religion into their shop. Or even and certain family members, isn't it? Family members. Family members is very strong when you come to employment. But... When you talk about nepotism, it goes throughout it. And by saying that, I, w- I would go by Indians are racist, over 90%. And we do not practice diversity and deficit. Racism is rife in this country. Let's take the domestic servants, how we treat our domestic servants. Uh, Comrade Yak spoke about it. We treat them differently. Why do we have separate dishes for them, separate toilets for them? Yet they clean the toilet, they wash the dishes, but you are still treating them separately and you make them walk at night and there's mm. no overtime pay, mm. they sleep over, there's, there's no extra work mm. and plus the dishes left over at night, they still got to wash it. We need a complete mindset change. Thank you very much, Louis Poulet. But you know, as you are pointing fingers at one group, there's always the other group that are doing a little bit of good in uh, South Africa and uh, maintaining a very happy society here. 24 minutes past one, the atmosphere is turning electric here in the studio as we're getting lots more calls and lots more WhatsApp messages. I'm going to go to the lines just now, but first I have a, a WhatsApp from Neil in Cape Town and he says, I'm an Indian, but I do know most Indians, uh, an old and new regime are racist but due to apartheid, 
that came in uh, after Indians were in South Africa and they were segregated and the whites forced Indians to be racist. Julius says what he wants to you sometimes. Uh, he name, may never be understood. No one will understood him or understood him. But he also needs to address the problems amongst the Indian community. And uh, that's from Neil in Cape Town. Thank you very much for your comment there, Neil in Cape Town. Selvan Governor from Reservoir Hills. Good afternoon. Hello, welcome. How are you, madam? Uh, I'm okay, Salvin. How are you? Okay, thanks very much. Sadly enough, Malema is not here. But I would like to remind Malema and those who are accusing the Indians of being racist that our late Madiba, during the struggle, majority of the people we're assisting were Indians. So what I'm basically saying is if Malema goes into Chatsworth, Phoenix, and Savannah Park, you'll find a warm relationship between the Africans and the Indian educators. It is feeling that abhorrent at the way they willingly hug our educators, the way our pupils and teachers go out and help the underprivileged blacks. By the way, I haven't been there. Being the hypocrite that he is, he fails to remind himself that he lives in Santon in a mansion with expensive culinary fashion and alcohol taste, and yet many years back you were aiming at the whites. So basically, people have to be reminded that during this struggle, mm. the Indians worked in solidarity with the African National Council. So what I'm basically saying is, the people of Kaysidan and the Indians must not be afraid of Malama because Madiba will ensure, the Constitution will ensure that we are protected. Thank Malama. you, Selvin. That's one thing that you're touching on, the Constitution. It's the law of the land. Remember, you have uh, freedom of speech and you have freedom of expression, but really... It's not absolute, so you have to be careful of what you say. Um, a reminder of that EFF National Communication Manager, uh, we tried to get hold of her, Tilisha, and uh, we were directed to a uh, statement that was online regarding Mr. Malema's participation in the program this afternoon. Unfortunately, we cannot find the statement online, but uh, from a previous engagement, Tilisha says the party stands by their leaders' utterances and does not wish to apologize or withdraw any part of it for now. Remember, Newsbreak on Lotus FM will continue to try and get some sort of reaction or response from the EFF. So do stay close to our programs in the coming weeks. It's exactly 26 minutes past one. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. We're going to go to something a little different now, that in response to the recent race-based issues that have come to the fore, journalist and youth activist Vyasan Subramani held a meeting yesterday inviting interested parties to talk social co- cohesion and education, and how the religious and cultural sector can assist in building a better South Africa. Vyasan, Vannakam, and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Uh, thanks, Salma. Thanks for bringing me on. Now, how did the idea for this meeting come about, Vyasan? Well, look, Salma, you know, we, we, we are very aware of, uh, you know, the, the that are being expressed. Given the recent spate of incidences, uh, Mr. Malema's utterances, but also the case of, uh, you know, Aloshna Mudli, uh, you know, on uh, a from Johannesburg, uh, very official undertones on social media, etc. Uh, and that just gave us uh, an opportunity to, to, as the religious sector, to look at how, uh, you know, religion and culture can play a part mm. in, in building a better and fostering social cohesion. So Vyasan, what was the response from the people who attended the meeting yesterday? Well, I think it was overwhelmingly positive. Uh, all of them have expressed, was at the meeting, expressed a, a need for for more dialogue. Uh, okay, we do seem we do seem to have a poor line there, Vyasan. So, so very quickly, just before we lose, oh, no, we seem to have lost Vyasan. Well, that was Vyasan Subramani who uh, decided to take it upon himself and uh, with his colleagues as well, uh, a young journalist and a youth activist who uh, held a meeting yesterday inviting cultural uh, interested parties to talk social cohesion and education and how the religious and cultural sector can help uh, assist in building a better South Africa. We will bring you more with Vyasan a little later uh, on Newsbreak Talk. Well, this is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. We have um, on the line with us Justice Zach Yakub, who is a former Constitutional Court Justice, and he will be telling us about uh, Malema's comments, those utterances, and the article that, or, or the, the, the annual lecture that he delivered at the Karastan Civic Association. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. I'm Salma Patel. Keep it locked on.
The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. Well, it's exactly half past one. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM with me, Salma Patel. It's turning out to be a bumpy ride this afternoon. Uh, in uh, On the line we have uh, with us former Constitutional Court Judge Zach Yakub, who uh, was uh, brought out by, Mal- called out by Malema uh, for his uh, anti-Indian comments as well. well. Now, was that just a defense or was Malema hiding something else there? Was he actually evoking a response? or trying to evoke a response from you. 089 is the number you can call me on. Uh, from Leon in Chatsworth on WhatsApp, he says, whilst Malema's statement is unfortunate, we need to introspect and identify the injustices within our community. Ask ourselves, how do we treat our domestic workers? How do we treat our workers that work in our businesses? Do we pay the stipulated wages? Let's identify and speak up against all sorts of injustices that pervade our society. The only way to curtail tale the likes of Malema is to confront these problems instead of rushing to defend ourselves and protecting the culprits. This debate is long overdue. Leon from Chatsworth, thank you for your comments there. Uh, Morgan Puther from Newlands West joins us now. Good afternoon, Morgan. Hi, very good afternoon, Tom. I trust you're doing well this afternoon. We're all well, Morgan. How are you doing in light of all these comments? I'm doing pretty well. The topic is pretty much interesting. Just a quick question. Maybe you can actually marginalize this. Mm. I'm just trying to look back, like when we talk about the old school and the new school, um, I'm just trying to think about the level of education going backwards and forward. Mm-hmm. Now, was it a problem where there's a lack of education at that time that we seem to be getting so involved with the racism, or is it just pure audacity that one's actually utilizing it to make it go viral, say, look, we have this racist issue and mm. that type of thing. Mm. Because I think it's a lot to do with the standard of education. Mm. If you're well educated enough, then I think you'll be able to conduct yourself in that orderly manner. Mm. Okay, interesting question. We will put it to uh, Justice Zach Yakub as well. Uh, Salim from Chatsworth, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Salma. I think, you know, Racism is seeming to be the talk of the time. Now, we've seen, you know, the way the race card is played. Uh, you know, in some instances, you know, like Vicky Momberg was was jailed for two years. And, you know, yeah. the, on the other side, we don't see the same thing happening when when some other races are, you know, speaking about race. You see, if you looked into the matter, into the, the, the correct context, when Malema made the statement, it was... After a discussion about the Treasury representative, mm. you know, unfortunately for Malema, when they couldn't answer the question, they played the race card. Mm. So whenever there's an incident when they back on the wall, they throw the race card. So in your opinion, Salim, I just wanted to ask you, in your opinion, do you think Malema just wants a reaction from people? Salim, do you, Salim? No, Salim is just going on and on. We're going to uh, come back to Salim. Let's go to Karamlal quickly. Good afternoon, Karamlal. Is that correct? So, it's Karamlal. Karamlal, Karamlal is correct. Right. Salma, how are you? I'm how well, you, Karamlal. How are you? Yeah, I think you'll know who I am. But, you know, <laughs> this race thing uh-huh. that you're discussing uh-huh. is absolutely a joke. It's totally a joke. Mm. You know why? I'll tell, I'll tell you why. Mm. There is... There is a guy that called earlier on who was having a meeting about social cohesion mm. in terms of religion. Mm. Religion is an indoctrination of a way of thought to heighten your spirituality. Mm. If you guys, are, if everybody, every race has a heightened sense of spirituality, mm. what's the need to look at color and creed? But this is this is my question. Mm. You know, so make a note of the name Kramlan mm. because at the end of the day, at the end of the day. They are actually having, they are actually having an issue with the creator. The creator, actually. If you're talking about leaders, institutions where we have people that are supposed to be teaching about color and create and that we shouldn't worry about this and mm-hmm. that, then if you have a heightened sense of spirituality, mm-hmm. then we surpasses everything. It surpasses everything. But I think the I youth think activist was actually saying we should go back to religion, isn't it? And we should be educated a little bit more about what our religion teaches. 
leadership should do that. Mm. Leadership. Because every information and religion interfaces with each other. Uh-huh. Because you see what, what you will find in the Quran, mm. what you'll find in the Bible, mm. and what you'll find in Bhagavad Gita is basically the same thing. Everyone teaches yes. peace, love, tolerance. Love. Love and tolerance. Kramla. We're going to yeah. really leave it there, but thank you very much for your comments. It's, it's coming through thick and fast like Diwali Day right now. And I have uh, Mr. Mike Morris, who is on the line. He is from uh, the Institute for Race Relations. Mr. Morris, thank you very much for spending your afternoon with us on Newsbreak Talk. A pleasure entirely. Now, Mr. Morris, uh, is there really a, a difference between race hating and race baiting or incitement, which is, mal- which is what Malemo has been accused of? Indeed. I mean, we certainly think that the, that the Constitution provides a, a very crisp um, definition of this, that, that, um, that free speech that is not permissible is, is speech that um, is, is incitement to violence or advocacy of hatred that constitutes incitement to cause harm. Um, and, you know, we, we, we certainly believe it's important for South Africans to challenge uh, Mr. Malema on his comments. Uh, which are which are, are far too uh, far too much of a generalisation to be either precise enough to uh, constitute rational debate, and and in fact damaging, it, it, you know, just just damaging to make those kind of broad comments about mm. about racial groups, which our evidence, our research certainly shows, is not founded. Um, but we, you know, it, the, the fact that we've had virtually two more than two weeks now of a thorough discussion. Um, on an issue which 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 is uh, you know not necessarily a problem but it's a core issue of South African society how we get on how we view one another whether we uh, assign uh, uh, unreasonable meaning to to the appearance of people I think this is really a, you know a very useful thing and, and your your debate this afternoon is, is obviously a very important contribution to that mm. um, so so yes I mean I think you know debate is very important. Um, we we need to um, appreciate that it, it's possible to have a, a rational, vigorous, but civil conversation about Aha. about these things. That's the word you, you've given me now, civil, that the conversation yes. should be civil. Indeed, indeed. Uh, but and, uh, and I, yeah, sorry. yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, um, and, and, and certainly, you know, so many people have, have shown um, that it is possible to do this. The most striking example, perhaps, is, is indeed Justice Yacoub's response, mm. where he spoke of his own experience, um, which, is, which Mr. Malema suggested was equivalent to his, but in fact it's quite different in our view. He, Justice Yacoub spoke specifically about people that he came across. Yes. Um, it's, it's a discrete you know, body of evidence, in a sense, mm. that he's talking about. And that gives us, you know, we can we can take that forward and and and, and acknowledge his courage in saying that and his honesty. Um, and if more South Africans could, in fact, follow that route, I think we'd we'd we'd, we'd be having a much more uh, significant debate. Mr. Morris, um, I want to bring in um, I want to bring in one point here, which is an article that uh, Stephen Friedman had written. It's it's called "Why It's Different When Two People Say the Same Thing." Uh, this is a Business Life article uh, published on the 27th of June. And uh, in the article, uh, Stephen Friedman says, does this mean only Indians can criticize Indians or only men can criticize men? Or that only that powerless people can uh, say can be moral? Of course not. What it does mean is that making a moral point does not necessarily make you moral. It depends on what you are trying to achieve. Whether you are pointing a finger at your own group or another is not the only factor, but it is important. And then he goes on to to, to, uh, conclude that the more public figures and citizens recognize this, the more likely we are to become a moral society and not one that uses morality as a club to beat others. So in that phrase itself, uh, using morality as a club, to beat others. In reality, is this what Malema is actually doing to, to society? I that, that certainly is a risk. You know, the, the, the huge difference between um, Justice Yacoub's comment, for instance, and Malema's is that, is that Justice Yacoub is, 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 in a sense, taking ownership of the issue and saying, this is what I've experienced, this is how I feel about it, let's talk about it. Whereas the, 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 the risk of, of, of Julius Malema's approach is, um, I'm accusing you of this, 
Um, there's no argument. There's no discussion. Mm. It's, it's you know it's 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 not it's not helpful really. It's just it's just this kind of moral accusation, which is far too general. Um, to be precise enough to to engage with, but it's blunt enough to cause a lot of harm. So, in conclusion, uh, so yes, indeed, I think that's an important distinction to make, Mr. Morris. Then, from from the perspective of Institute for Race Relations, and and in your uh, expert opinion, why people of Indian origin? I mean, why not anyone else? Why why this particular sector of the population? Why is it being targeted? Yes, it's actually a very interesting thing. Um, I mean, you know, we, we, we certainly suspect that, that Mr. Malema has uh, certain political objectives here. I think it's typical, perhaps, of people who maybe feel vulnerable in, in the world of ideas that they, they, they seek to blame others for, for, for problems in society. Um, <clears throat> it's, I, I, I would imagine that, that any um, um, easily defined minority in a society is, is, is very often historically um, vulnerable to, to, to these sorts of claims. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, it, it's, um, it, it is, it, it's certainly a worrying thing, and, 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 and we regard it as, as, as foundless, you know, as, as not having any, any ground. Well, we do have Justice uh, Zak Yaqub on the line, and we will be chatting to him and his response to some of the comments that he's heard on the show this afternoon. Mr. Mike Morris from the Institute for Race Relations, thank you very much for joining us on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon. And that, and that was Mike Morris, of course, from the Institute for Race Relations. Now, one of the distinctions that is being drawn, or one of the uh, uh, cards that are being played this afternoon, is the issue of domestic workers. And uh, maybe we should be wary about drawing in racism issues as uh, labor law issues. And uh, this is a response from Vas Pillay, who says on WhatsApp this afternoon, Afternoon all, in response to some of the points I just heard, I'm Indian and all the Indians I know do not treat the domestic workers like the caller suggested. If anything, they are more like our family. I'm offended that some callers and uh, the judge himself are calling us racists. Please do not class all of us by the handful of Indians you know. Well, the judge did mention that there's the other side as well. But uh, Vaspale goes on to say, in response to Julius Malema, his first campaign to gain votes was to get rid of Jacob Zuma, disrupting parliament, uh, his general pay-back-the-money schemes. And now he's picking on Indians. This is just to get uh, oh, this is just his way to get votes and I fear to think what he will do next. Indians. That's how Vaspale ends his WhatsApp with us this afternoon. It's coming up to almost a quarter to two right now. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Zach Yakub, you've heard what everyone has to say. It's, it's quite an interesting debate that's turning out this afternoon, isn't it? It's a wonderful debate but also a painful debate because you cannot achieve proper change without pain. Mm. Let me start with Vastelate first. He's the last statement. I have met people of all races on both sides of the divide. And either my network is too extensive or his is too limited. I can I know at least ten families. Leave aside the issue of separate toilets. There are no toilets. And the domestic servants or workers, including women, have to do it in the bush. In this day and age, in this day and age, people who I've spoken to on that basis who have refused to change, who think they are right, and who I have refused to have any more relationship with as a result. Mm. Because I speak to people openly, straightforwardly, and I raise the issue with them. So if I go to their house and I learn that their domestic worker has to go outside in the bush to the toilet, I don't keep quiet. Mm. I raise it immediately. But is this not a labor law issue then? Sorry? Is this not a labor issue? No. It's both a labor issue and a racism issue. And the problem is because it's both, we're going to discuss it in both fora. Mm. Because if you go labor, labor will duck it and say it's a race issue, actually, not a labor issue because it's both, right? If you discuss it here, then you say it's a labor issue. I think you have to accept that it is both a labor issue and a race issue because I have not seen 
a single family in South Africa that I have been to, and I have been to hundreds of families, where the Indian domestic worker has to go in the bush to the toilet. Only the African domestic worker I have seen has to go in the bush to the toilet. And therefore, I don't think it's, uh, it's, it's strictly a labor issue. Mm. I think that it is, it, is, it is very, very much an issue of a different sort. Playing the red card, I think that's true that Julius is playing the red card, but we're also playing the red card. We're also playing the red card by relying on what Manema said and what the Indians did for the struggle and all that. But let's face it, the Indian people who participated in the struggle were not all. We had supporters in the Indian community for racism too in those days. And there were some Indian people who participated in the struggle. I think it is wrong to say that the whole Indian community participated in the struggle for democracy. Mm. Indeed, many, many people when I was 25 and 26 and I was involved in the struggle were saying, I shouldn't do it. I should do, I should look after myself first. Mm. And I should understand where the future of the Indian community lies. And many, many Indian people, because they used to trust me and they used to talk to me openly, Many, many Indian people would say to me, you see, when these African people get their freedom, they'll come and bite us. Of course, if they're, they're, they're now dead, they must be watching Julius Marema and saying that they were right. But they were not right. Hmm. And the problem is that everybody plays the race card at one level or another. I don't have a heightened sense of spirituality. Mm. So my sense of non-racism is not based on what God tells us to do, because you know that there are a million different interpretations of religion. You know that there was a part of the Dutch Reformed Church which interpreted the Bible to say that the Bible supported apartheid. So there are all kinds of interpretation of religion at one level or another, everywhere. Some people will interpret it this way, somebody else will interpret it that way. And now I believe there's even a movement in Cape Town, which I support completely, which says that women must be able to fast when they have their periods. Why not? It's not a trouble if they want to. Mm. So, it's a, it's a, so religion is a difficult issue. For me, it is our humanity which comes into the picture. Mm. So we can believe what we like in our religions and so on. But ultimately, if we understand that um, we are all human mm. and we all have to try to make other human beings feel good and wonderful. There's it, right there. Thank you very much, Zach Yaku. We're going to put you on hold right now because we do have a lot more comments coming in. But the point that uh, Justice Zach Yaku is making, it's humanity. How would you basically treat another human being? 0893108789, we are running out of time, but I do have uh, 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 10 more minutes to take your calls and your comments. You can call me in studio. The number is 089 Going to our WhatsApp lines now on 071-613-7803. Uh, I'm speaking to Marcy from Johannesburg who says, Malema has just been spoilt and fed information by our very own people. Hmm. Drawing a distinction there, Marcy. So he uses it to his best of his ability to exploit us Indians to get power. We need to have a dialogue with him to tell him what's racism all about and where it exists. We may be a minority, but certainly we're not crazy. No one's calling you crazy, Marcy, but thank you very much for for telling us your comments there. Sheila is on line two. Good afternoon, Sheila. Good afternoon. Um, I just want to uh, set the record straight uh, because my name is um, not engaging the people he feels are racist. Mm. He's actually attacking and instigating and stirring racial hatred, that's what he's doing. And uh, 
You know, I can give you numerous examples of uh, racist uh, attacks on Indians from uh, from the African black population because I do consider myself to be black. Mm. Um, the, when there was transformation in this country, when Indian educators went to teach in areas like Amrazi and so forth, they were actually chased from those schools mm. because they didn't want... Indian educators there. So you see, this is deep-rooted. It's not... uh, Yes, there are Indian races. There are African black races. There's um, races among colored blacks. Mm. And there's racism of all kinds. There's discrimination of all kinds Mm. in all races. So I think each community should address their issues Mm. on their own and not react to Malema Mm. because I think what he wants at the moment is votes from the KZN Indian population, which he is not getting. And also, in my post, I reminded Malema that the Zulu population also don't want to vote for him. Mm. So (laughs) it's not a racist thing. So it's a double-sided coin then, that's what you're saying? Yes, I mean... um, there are people within their tribal communities that will not vote for, um, for Malema. And that's right. what the respected judge was actually telling us, that yes, there is prejudice in almost every community. Sheila, I'm sorry about that, but we are running out of time. We've only got eight minutes left, and I do have more calls on the line. 089-310-8789. Justice Zach Yakub. now... These comments that are coming out, surely there's lots of anger, there's lots of uh, anticipation, people are defending themselves. So legally speaking, do people of Indian origin have any legal recourse against Mr. Malema? Well, I don't want to, I don't like to be a lawyer in my own court, but I think they should consult their lawyers. I think that there are possibilities here, uh, but I don't think law is the answer. I don't like to solve problems with law and court orders. For example, the court has said that gay and lesbian people ought to be able to get married. The majority of people in South Africa, and I dare say the majority of Indian people too, unlike me and the other side who I represent, that majority believe that gay and lesbian people live in sin. They look down upon gay and lesbian people, even though there is a law and there is a court which says gay and lesbian people must be able to get married. Mm. So the issue is not the law and court cases. The issue is how do we change our thinking. We can be very inside ourselves. We think we Indians are wonderful, but we think gay and lesbian people are no good. Yeah. And I, I, I belong to a society, blind and deaf society, which shows our selfishness completely. There was a blind guy at the society at which I work who said he didn't want to be driven. He felt unsafe being driven by a driver who was deaf. Why? Oh, because he just felt unsafe. That, that's discrimination. So people with disability discriminate against each other. People with different religions discriminate against each other. We just think that we ourselves as human beings mm. are a cut above above many others. And before you run out of time, I want yeah. to challenge Julius Malema to a public debate, which he must organize, because I don't have the money to organize these things. His political party does. He can have his own people there. And I will face all his people, all the people he organizes by the busload, and have an absolutely open debate with him on the issue. And for every other person that he wants to have to help him, Mm. I would get called upon one other person to help him. And let me say to Julius, let us have this debate in public, in the presence of thousands of people, in a public audience and see where we go. Thank you very much, Justice Zach Yakub. We're going to put you on hold very quickly because we do have more callers coming in. Gary from Gauteng. Good afternoon, Gary. Very quickly, Gary. Ah, good afternoon. My hope is that the youth who are going to be the leaders of tomorrow don't be gullible to the remarks of Malema. 
start the day with love, fill the day with love, and end the day with love, and then there will be lots of unity. Thank you very much for your comments there, Gary from Gauteng. A quick WhatsApp that's coming through from, um, I don't know who this is, but I wish you had sent us your name. You say, hi, if you treat an individual or any race group with dignity, then you will be treated likewise. We as Indians can be called by derogatory names, it's fine, but we cannot call the blacks any names. Malema needs to go for psychiatric evaluation. All right, thank you very much for your comments there, Anonymous. And uh, there you have it, as you heard, Justice Zak Yakub challenged Julius Malema to a public debate. Justice Yakub, in, in conclusion, your final words as you sum up this afternoon. My final words are these are very important things. We must talk about them. And we all have to work, each and every one of us, have to work to abolish discrimination everywhere, in all our personal relationships, in all the people we meet, all the interviews we have. And if in 10 years' time, we can say that even 10% more of the people in this country appreciate non-racialism and non-sexism completely and truly understand equality. We would have gone a long way. It's a long road and we have to walk it carefully and we have to do it properly. Zakaria Mohammed, Zak Yaqub, thank you very much for sharing your time and joining us on Newsbreak this afternoon. Thank you. Well, there you have it. That was uh, former Con- Justice of the Constitutional Court of South Africa, uh, Justice Zak Yakub. He was appointed to the bench in 1998 by Nelson Mandela. He briefly served as Acting Deputy Chief Justice during the long-term leave of Dikhang Moseneke. And he became blind at 16 months due to meningitis and attended Durban's Arthur Blacksall School for the Blind from 1956 to 1966. And as you heard on the program this afternoon, uh, Justice Zak Yakub has challenged Malay to an open public debate where they can actually talk about these issues of race and racism and uh, race baiting and race hating, as you heard. Thank you very much to everyone who's participated in this afternoon's program. The question of race and drawing a distinction between races is one that will reach a crescendo in the run-up to the elections. But if you... As an individual, remove any toxic or race-related words from your vocabulary and your thinking. You will help to create a better society and South Africa. Really? That's something to think about. Hey, so if a politician or a leader accuses you or any race of racism, you can stand proudly and say, what racism? What prejudice? I'm Salma Patel. Thank you, Mikta Nandri, Danyavadamu, Diabulela, Siabonga Gakulu. Thank you for giving your views a voice on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon. Newsbreak will be back tomorrow morning, bright and early, between 6 and 7 a.m., hosted by Matthew Viren with Husseini Brime and Talisha Naidu. Stay tuned for news with Tracy Valaidam coming up shortly.